Welcome to Tea Time with Monica. Are you ready to spill some tea? Hello loves and welcome to Tea Time with Monica. This week I wanted to share with you all about what I've been going through in my journey in healing and going through therapy for about the fourth time I think I'm in with my fourth therapist and it's okay. Um, I've been through therapy a few times before so I've realized some things and I know that I suffered from and still suffer from from time to time anxiety and depression. So I knew coming in that I needed to go back to therapy and work on some things and that I had to go deeper than what I had before. My last therapist, I got a little bit further, but I didn't really go all in. When it was time to get there, I get, go all in and get real deep. I just stopped because I wasn't ready. But this time, you guys, going in, I was feeling so empty, so low, so bad, and I was really messed up emotionally. And I knew that I had to go all in. And it was it's funny because the reason I went to therapy the last time and this time are similar. I've been unhappy in different areas of my life, but what pushed that button the hardest was my dating life. It was just not what I wanted to be and not where I wanted to be. And so it pushed me to therapy and I knew there was more stuff I had to work on than that. But I didn't want to be honest with myself about it, but this time I had to be. So in early April, I went to therapy. I was happy through a referral from one of my past guests, Dr. Roz, that I was able to find my therapist, Dr. Sonia Clyburn. And she is really working on me. And I like that she works from a place of spirituality and a place of traditional therapy. So I am feel like I am, you know, getting the full enchilada with her, okay? I am really working on me in different ways. So when we first started, you guys, I came in and was telling her what was going on with me and I cried in my intro session. Like my intake, I cried after I was really down because I had to bring back up things that I thought I was over and I really wasn't because I really hadn't dealt with it the way I should have to release it and I had to go through it again. And I realized going through that intake session, I'm not over this shit. I'm crying, this still hurts. I haven't dealt with it the way I need to. So, but I promised myself I would go all in. And it's funny because in the first few sessions, my therapist asked me a very important question. She said, Monica, are you ready to die to become the person you need to be? Are you ready to die to become the woman you're supposed to be? And she gave me about a week to think about it until our next session. And when I got to that next session, I was like, you know, I thought about what you said. And yes, I'm ready. 
I am ready to die to shed this old person, this person that feels empty and low and angry and sad and fearful and and holding back from being, you know, who I really wanted to be and who I'm supposed to be and walk in my purpose. I was ready to get rid of that person because I was tired of that shit. I was really low. And it's funny because I had a friend who said to me a while ago when it came to one of the relationships that I was really hurt by, and she said, you know what? You'll know when you're tired because you don't want to do that shit no more. You'll walk away. And I really was tired of how I was. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of people may think I have all my shit together and that I'm a happy person. And I just know who I am because you guys get to see my glitz and glamour. Me being on red carpet and me interviewing people and me bringing a podcast to you weekly. But let me tell you, that does make me happy. But there are other areas in my life that I am so unhappy in. Like, I'm not even just unhappy with my love life. I was, I've been unhappy in my career. Now, I am grateful to have a job, but it does not make me happy. I literally am just going through the motions of a nine to five that I'm just so unhappy with. And I know that it is helping me do part of what I do now. So yes, I'm grateful for it. I'm not ungrateful when I say I'm unhappy, but it doesn't serve me. It doesn't feed me. And one thing that I noticed that I told my therapist last week about my love life, it's It speaks to so many different areas in my life where I said to her, when I was dating, because I've stopped, I I put a pause on everything because I needed to work on me. I just wanted the men that I dated to see me. And now that I think about it, I realize in my job, I just want my colleagues to see me. And in my family life, I've always just wanted my family to see me. And the truth is, you guys, I haven't seen myself fully. I haven't been myself fully. There are times where I feel like I'm being so many different people, you know, like basically a people pleaser. To please everybody about who they wanted me to be instead of being who I really am and just being Monica Day. And that shit has eaten me up. And I've had some experiences through life, childhood, young adulthood, and now that have really hurt me and that I didn't speak up about. And I didn't realize how that... I carried it for so long and at times I was angry and mean and and not this person that I, I, I just was this person that I didn't want people to see and I was ashamed of myself in so many different ways and I'm not beating myself up or blaming myself because there are things that I didn't couldn't control that happened that hurt me that I should have spoken up about and I should have dealt with so long ago and that I was afraid to open up about. But this time in therapy, I just had to let this shit go because I was tired. I was like this meme that I sent my therapist about the caterpillar going in. It was like, 
Fuck it, I'm going in. I'm tired. I'm empty. And I need to fix some shit. And then it was like, oh my gosh, this hurts so bad because I had to go through realizations. I had to be honest with myself and I had to say it out loud to somebody else so that they could help me get on the right track. And y'all, I have felt so low at times, so high at times, and up and down and around like a roller coaster. Like if y'all have ever been to Kings Dominion in Richmond, Virginia, I believe that's where it is. Somewhere in Virginia. Anyway, but um, there's this ride called the Anaconda, one of my favorite roller coasters. And that's what I feel like I've been on, a roller coaster like that that goes all the way up really slow and comes down really fast and goes back up and goes under and around and shoots out the water and go and around and back again. And that is literally the ride I've been on. And sometimes, you guys, it's been really hard for me to get out these episodes, but I committed at the beginning of this year to do this podcast because I knew this was what I wanted to do. I was supposed to walk in this purpose to help people, but in turn, I really needed to help myself. And sometimes, you guys, some of these topics is really what I need help with, but I know it'll help somebody else. But I really had to work on me and I really had to help me because how could I continue to walk on this purpose and be this purpose that person that was supposed to shine light on different things and help people if I couldn't shine light on me and help my damn self. So I had to continue through therapy and dig deep. Dig really deep. And I had read about all these different things that could help me prior to therapy. And I think that's why I was led to the type of therapist that I have now. Like I had read about, you know, using crystals and energy work and spiritual baths and burning sage and Palo Santo and doing different spirituality practices, you know, because even though I have been raised Roman Catholic, you guys, I always knew that all spirituality, religion, whatever you want to call it, is connected. And that God just speaks to everyone in a different way. And we're not all listening to each other. Just like I haven't been listening to myself and being myself. So I'm going to give you guys a few instances, you know, where I started to realize if this, if I really think back on times that I was angry and when I really started finally seeing myself and times that I didn't speak up and things that I realized that I did to myself and then learning about different parts of myself that I needed to and using the tools around me. So you ready to take this little ride with me? I'm not going to make it long drawn out because I don't want to bore you guys, but take a little ride with me on my journey. So. Dealing with things in my childhood. Yeah, there were instances that I was angry about that I didn't speak up about or things that I didn't even express to people. So this was a part of me not knowing how to deal with my emotions, whether I was happy, angry, or sad. And it made me not communicate with people properly to where sometimes I was seen as a spoiled, little, mean, angry, ungrateful child at times. And I'm, you know... I didn't like when I was seen in those lights. Not to say that I was seen like that all the time, but there were instances, yeah, where I was seen like that. And I'm going to talk about, you know, 
my first introduction to any type of therapy. Now I have an aunt who is an occupational therapist. And when I was little, I don't know if she spoke to my parents or spoke to my mom, because it's my mom's sister. And I ended up having to go to her, I think once or twice a week for occupational therapy. And you guys, this shit made me angry because I didn't think nothing was wrong with me. And it was, she said I needed to work on my motor skills, like that my functionings were not proper. Like something is wrong with me. And you guys, I felt so ashamed and angry because one, I didn't understand why, like, oh, I'm different and something's wrong with me. And then my sister doesn't have to do this. So I was ashamed, like what the fuck is wrong with me? So yeah, in turn, yeah, for years, I felt like, oh, something was wrong with me. I didn't know how to talk to my parents about it. I just did it, but it made me angry. And eventually, I don't know what happened or what I said, but it stopped. And I, th I think, I believe my dad just was like, nah, she don't need to do that no more. And I stopped. So that was like my first instance of therapy. And... So I think when I went to, you know, other therapists as life progressed and I started going to therapy for mental health reasons, I didn't open up because, you know, there were instances and things that I experienced that hurt me that I didn't know how to open up about and communicate properly about, um, you know, and then when it came, let's fast forward to, you know, my career. Now, I started in politics at a really young age. And when I went to college, you know, you get advice from your family and friends and everybody's like, you know, you should major in something that you're good at and that you know you can get a job in. Well, honey, I knew I could get a job in politics. So it led me to this, being in politics. Yep, that's my nine to five, I work in politics. And you guys, it's funny because I always tell people how working in politics has given me the tools that I needed to do to do what I love so much, being on the red carpet and, and interviewing people and talking to people because I learned how to schmooze and talk to people about candidates and understand people and how they worked and what they liked. But y'all, I can't stand my daggone job because I'm behind the desk and again, I don't feel like I am seen and that is a thing that I struggle with, being seen for the greatness that I am and I felt so low that there have been times where I just totally complain and it may sound like I'm ungrateful, but don't get me wrong, I am grateful for my job. But do you guys know that I had, did not have my degree in political science until 2018? I should have had that thing in 2004. And for so long, I was ashamed that people would look at me in a bad way because I didn't have my degree. So when I got it, I was so happy. But I also felt like, finally, I'm closing this chapter in my life and I can be me. And I still wasn't. I still wasn't the person I wanted to be because I couldn't pick up and leave that job and just go do what the hell I wanted to do. I didn't realize I am doing it. I 
just don't make the money off of it that I want. So for right now, I have to be okay with something I don't like. And that's something I've learned in therapy about being okay with things that you don't like and using it to serve you in a way to get you to your next step. So I'm learning that and working through that with my nine to five, learning how to use it as a tool to get me to my next step. Now let's talk about my love life. Cause y'all know that's what pushed the button, right? So I've been in relationships, situationships, friends with benefits, entanglements, whatever you want to call the crap. But I ain't never been really fully happy in a relationship for a long time. And when I got hurt really bad for the last time, I thought that was me really being hurt. And I kept jumping in situation and friends with benefits and so-called relationships here and there and not really healing from things that hurt me. And it led me on a path to feeling empty. And like I said, I just wanted somebody to see me. And I kept running into people that were emotionally unavailable and I didn't realize how emotionally unavailable I was to myself and to so many people around me. And that was one of the reasons that I was attracting the type of people that I was attracting. I was also using my words incorrectly. I would say after I got hurt so bad by a person that I thought I wanted to be with and marry that I didn't want to be in a relationship. I didn't know if I wanted to do the Oprah Stedman thing. I didn't know if I wanted to even be married because I was so afraid of being hurt again. I continuously in so many different areas of my life allow fear, anxiety, and depression to control me instead of healing from what I needed to fucking heal from so that I could be better and live a better and positive life. So in therapy now that I'm going deep, and I realized so many things are happening so quickly that I'm not really understanding. And, and every time it's like I'm asking my therapist and the people that I've been working with, like, why in the world am I getting all of this now? And it seems like it's just happening so quick. And part of it is, yeah, we've, we've been in the house. Rona done kept us all down in the house. And... Fortunately, for some people, even though, you know, some people are really struggling with this this pandemic and this illness and this virus, and unfortunately, we have lost so many people, but some of us, this is a time for us to really work on ourselves and deal with ourselves and go through the motions, and that's exactly what I've been doing, healing myself through this time, and I'm so grateful for the time that I have to do this, even though... You know, I don't necessarily always like being inside, but just I just keep thinking about, well, what if I had just keep, kept going the way I was or we were able to be out there? I may have stopped therapy after two weeks or a month or two and thought I was just fine. And it's funny because my therapist always, when we go through our mid-session evaluations, the last one she said, 
He didn't even think he was going to go through all of the what you're doing now. And I was like, nah, I thought I was going to talk to a nice little lady about a few issues. I go about life. Ain't gonna happen this time, honey. I'm really digging deep. So I've been reading a lot of different books. I've been working through the mental health part. I've been working through the spiritual part. And it's crazy because when I started, I had read about different tools that I wanted to use to help heal me. I had read about spiritual baths. I had read about crystal and energy work. I had, you know, looked up different prayers and scriptures to help with anxiety. I had started a, a, a prayer journal. Um, you know, all these different tools you can use to help you heal. Burning sage. And I had bought Palo Santo and never burned it before. But I burn it now. So... You know, in working with my therapist, one of the first spiritual baths I took, she had me collect rainwater. Um, it was the rainwater from the first rain of that month. And um, I was supposed to take a spiritual bath with it. And it's ironic because at the same time, I was just getting through a big hurdle in therapy. I just opened up about something that really hurt me. And I cried and cried and cried through this session. And then I went to go take this spiritual bath. And I took this bath and I, I you know, I used the rainwater to cleanse. And that night I had a very vivid dream. And the dream was so vivid when felt like I was really there so I had taken the spiritual bath and I went to bed and anybody who knows me knows I am thoroughly deadly afraid of snakes I call it Lucifer Satan serpent the devil um but in this dream I felt like my therapist was giving me this spiritual bath and when I was finished with the spiritual bath she was holding down this black snake and guiding my hand like come on you can do it you can cut this head off and it was almost like I was really there cutting the head off like I was cutting out this hurt and pain and cutting out this anger that I had held on to and oh my gosh after that so much more opened up I started opening up about so much more in therapy but it always wasn't happy and fun times because as I started reading some of the books and learning that I was an empath and I was working as an unhealed empath and learning what that was about and coming to these realizations and reading this book about the man God has for you and realizing where I messed up in relationships and you know, I had to take full responsibility for the parts in, in my life where I was harmful to myself. And that shit made me feel low because it's so easy for us to point the finger and say, this person did this to me and it hurt me. That person did this to me and hurt me. I wasn't happy about this and this isn't where I want to be. But the second you have to realize and deal with your own shit that you've done to yourself, that is a hard pill to swallow. And you've got to take a big gulp of it, maybe swallow it with 
what is it? Y'all say henny no chaser, but for me it's the whiskey no chaser. Take a good shot of it and pull up your big girl pants and say, okay, honey. Yeah. Some shit might have happened to you that wasn't right. Some shit might have happened to you that it hurt. But honey, you held on to it and let you control it in a way that was unhealthy. You never dealt with it when you were supposed to. You didn't speak up when you needed to. You didn't take responsibility when you allowed those things to make you react in a different way. And you didn't know how to communicate properly with the people who were there to help you through that shit. And you were angry about it. And you were upset and you didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah, that shit hurt. Bad. I can tell you when I say that I didn't think my family saw me. In an instance last year before I started therapy. And it's almost, you know, it's been about a year since this happened. Last year, I did something that I was so proud of with my peers in the plus size fashion industry. I hosted and helped put together a fashion show in a mall in the DMV area in Pentagon City Mall. And with my manager and, you know, um, the production assistant, Mickey, and all my, you know, plus-size friends and all these models, we put together this great fashion show at the mall, and I was the host. And it was the first time that majority of my family members could come and see me. Now, my mom has seen me host. My sister has seen me host. They've seen me on TV But this time, I really felt like they were seeing me. Even one of my aunts came, and when I got off the stage, she said, can that girl come to the family cookout tomorrow? Can that girl come to the family picnic? Like, who is that woman? Because that's who I want to see. And right then and there, people, audience, I knew my family started seeing me who I was and I was so happy about that so I held on to it and I knew I needed to call always continuing that and even though I've been doing this for a little while I was sometimes unsure of myself even when I went to go do it I was happy and on that natural high and I had to come back home to my reality it was like I was in a different world when I was there and those people saw me but the people who meant the most to me did not see me Finally, they did that day. I remember my aunt, I went to that cookout the next day and she was like, I walked in, she said, now which Monica am I gonna get today? And she was just boasting about how well I did. And I wanted to hold on to who that Monica was. And because I was still unhappy in other areas and I had not dealt with it, it was hard as hell to hold on to that Monica. So yeah, I've had flashes of who I really am and who I want to be, but I had to continuously shed the old me to get to the new me. So I've been working in so many different ways. So, um, you know, I said I've done some spiritual baths and I've also learned how to do, you know, full moon and new moon practices where I am charging my crystals either in the full moon or or new moon and cleansing them first and then setting those intentions with the different crystals and their energies. And then I've been writing, you know, letters to God and myself about my intentions and my prayers and, and thanking God for this 
you know, the journey that I'm on, the good, the bad, and the indifferent of it, and really asking for what I want and knowing that even though I'm asking, just like I'm doing the work to heal in therapy, I have to do the work to get to those things that I want to get to, to continuously be the person I want to be, to obtain the career that I want to have in this space that I have now in creating this podcast and having my own talk show one day. I told somebody recently in the plus industry, they were asking me why I don't do pageantry anymore. And I told them, cause I'm trying to be the Oprah or this community. And that's it. I know I want to have my own talk show and continuously help people, but that is why I am fighting to help myself and be honest with myself and continuously learning about me. And one of the things I'm doing is learning about my astrological aspects. And it's helping me learn more about my personality that helps me work through therapy and know the things that I need to look out for. So, you know, learning that my North Node is in Leo and my South Node is in Aquarius. And it's funny because as I'm learning these astrological aspects, you know, about this and, you know, learning that I have you know, Sagittarius in my astrological aspects. And sorry, you guys, I'm really looking through my book to make sure I say this right. That I have Moon in Libra, Sagittarius rising, Venus in Leo. And as I'm learning and reading up on these things and learning the different aspects, it's funny because every time I'm doing the introspective work, Um, I realized that I have people around me that are these, you know, zodiac signs. And when I'm reading about them, I realize, yeah, I have parts of me that are parts of them. And I'm looking at them differently and cherishing my relationships more with them and learning from them better. And even looking back in my past, like when I say that, you know, It's funny to me because the first thing I learned about was my North Node and South Node, which is North Node Leo, South Node Aquarius. Well, my mother and sister are Leos, my dad's an Aquarius. Well, my North and South Node have been around me my whole life and I've been fighting with them and in turn fighting with myself sometimes. And I don't mean like fighting with them all times, like I don't you know, love my parents or love my sister, but there were times where I fought them on things when they were trying to teach me things and I wasn't picking up on those things. And as I read these astrological aspects about myself and learn about it, it's like, oh, okay. That's what daddy was trying to teach me there. That's what mommy was trying to teach me there. That's what sis was trying to help me with there. And then it makes me cherish my relationships with them more. Like, I call my parents probably every day. And unfortunately, and this is partially my fault, I felt like for so long I was calling them out of obligation because they're my parents and I owed them that. Now, I call them 
and it is out of, I just won't talk to them sometimes. And sometimes I just want to talk to my daddy. Sometimes I just want to talk to my mom and I might share with them something. But when I get off that phone or when I'm away from spending time with them, yeah, I've cherished that a little bit more. When I spend time with my sister and I spend a lot of time with her, but before I didn't cherish it the way that I do now, because now I'm appreciating it more. And it's funny because I have this, like I said, I have this big family. And I used to feel so alone in a room with them. And now I can be in a room with all of them. I can be in a room with one of them and I no longer feel alone. I can share moments with them and laugh with them about things that I could have been angry about a long time ago. And now I can sit there and laugh about it. And it's funny because now I realize that I am really healing things that I held on to and it could have been the littlest thing that made me angry but I held on to it and I hope you're hearing me talk to understand how something so small that makes you upset and angry and if you hold on to it it can lead you down the wrong path or you can interpret things in a way that aren't that really isn't good and don't necessarily dismiss things that really happen to you that hurt you bad but learn how to release it and work through it and really heal from it and what the triggers are and what to do when you are triggered and how to be stronger because we can't and I can't and you can't and nobody can continuously hold on to things that make them upset and angry and be better and live the life that they want to live. So yeah, it is a struggle for me every day still working at a job where I don't feel like feel like it fully serves me, but it does serve a purpose for right now. And that does not have to be there for the rest of my life. So I am committed to working on the things that I am not happy about in my life and doing my best not to be angry that I have to be there in that moment and space for a moment and time and that I know that I can get out of this but the only way I'm gonna get through it is if I trust God, trust myself, trust the people that are around me it's like that cat williams thing like you got to get in line and in, in, in line with your star player you got to have your, your 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 friends around you and your your whole crew that you need around you to help you get there and i've got that now and i'm not ashamed that i'm in therapy i can share this with you and it may seem like that i've been rambling a little and that I've gone back and forth. But remember, I said I've been on this roller coaster where I've been up, down, round again, and back and forth. That right now I'm being knocked back and forth in this cocoon or circle of, of love and happiness that I'm finding and realizing, even in my low times, that. I'm going to have to realize that I have to learn from my past and not stay there and not let it 
bring me down and learn from that and be like, okay, that wasn't working. I gotta let that go. Or I have to be happy that, yeah, I like that. I like, I have to rediscover some things about myself. Rediscover things that I liked when I am happy and really understand that. And I really have to set boundaries. So when I need to ground myself and I need to have my me time to really work on me and making sure that I'm not giving too much of myself mentally, physically, and spiritually to anyone else so much so that I lose me because that's what I felt like that I was doing with my family, what I was doing in my career with my colleagues sometimes and and in my relationships. And in all turn, when I look at it, I now look at it and feel like maybe I held back so much in areas that I thought I was giving too much of myself. And maybe at times I was giving too much of myself. I was so confused. And now I'm figuring out how to do that best for me. Like, yeah, I got to do the work. I can't just think I can sit there and people are going to see me. Now I got to do the work for me. And as long as I'm working on me and doing what I need to do for me, the right people will see me. And I don't have to worry about anybody else. And if that's one lesson you learn from where I am in my journey now, is that... One person can love you unconditionally, but nobody is going to really do that. And you're not going to really realize that. And you're not going to really love unconditionally until you are there for yourself and that you have to be responsible for your own happiness. And you can't let anybody steal that. You can't let anybody take your power. And if anyone has ever violated you in any way, You need to go deal with that. That hurt, that pain, that anger, the fear, the anxiety, the depression it has caused you. And you have to work through it, get through it. Know that, yeah, it happened, it's a part of you, but you don't let it have to hold you back and hold you down from who you really are. So I want to thank you guys for allowing me to get that out. This has been really hard. I have recorded this episode several times over and over again. And I hope that it wasn't too boring for you and that you pulled something out of it that you could take along the way to help you in your journey. Whether you're currently in therapy, thinking about therapy, or you feel like no one has ever heard you or seen you, you matter I know I matter and right people will see you and love you as long as you find a way to do that for yourself. So love you loves and thank you. And I'll do my best to be open more like eventually coming down the line. I seriously want to share more with you in depth about the books I'm reading So I'm going to share with you so far in the titles, I've read The Empath Survival Guide, The Man God Has For You, Real Love, Ancestors Paths, um, The Way of the Orisha, I have The Art of War to Read, and another book. Um, So as I build this little library and continue to go through therapy, 
I will take time um, every so often. I, I, I don't want to necessarily put um, a schedule on it, but every so often to come to you and share about my journey and be more open because I know it's going to help me and I feel like it will help you all. So love you and thank you for this time. And thank you for listening to Tea Time with Monica. Bye, loves!